And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I'm at him at the launch, you man. Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Ah! Guys! 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 Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present the conclusion to the Milton Berle show, and then it's a classic radio mystery on the Mole Mystery Theater starring Elspeth Eric. And by my side, as always, is my co-host with the dimples, Lisa Wolf. But not too close to your side. Just, no. You know, like across the way. Three feet away. That's a, probably a safe That's distance. That's as close as I want to So be. what's happening in Hollywood, Lisa? Well, this, this is something you might appreciate. Steve Harvey will host a business reality TV show. Uh-huh. So this is an untitled... He keeps working, that guy, that Does Steve Harvey. He? He's a busy guy. You know, he's the host of Little Big Shots now. I don't know if you've seen that show. No. Family Feud. He's got his own syndicated talk show. Right. And now he's got a new reality TV show. Um, this is slated for 13 episodes on ABC this year, and it features rival entrepreneurs pitching their ideas in front of a live studio audience. Not completely unlike Shark Tank, um, which I happen to really like, mm-hmm. um, which is very successful and renewed for its eighth season. Yeah. But anyhow, but the difference here is the audience votes to decide who receives the funding. Yeah. And Steve Harvey is the, quote, funder of dreams. Very so good. So apparently he's got the uh, money yeah. and the connections to be able to do that. Right. So we can look forward to that show coming very, up this year. Very, very good. All right. Thanks, Lisa Wolf. You're welcome. It's time for the conclusion. We started this last time of the Milton Berle Show. Let's go back to August 26, 1947 for uh, the Salute to Railroads on the Milton Berle Show. Please, no applause. If you just like it, throw money on the stage. That's it. <laughs> Burl? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's your line. <laughs> Burl, in our salute to railroads, let us pay tribute to an honored railroad profession that is fast disappearing, the candy butcher. The candy butcher? Yes, yes. sir. You wait for just that moment when the tired passengers at last think they're about to get some rest. Then you come through the car. I come through the cars. Ladies and gentlemen, just a moment of your time. I have here in a basket tasty refreshments and fascinating souvenirs. Genuine, artificial, imitation, orange-type drink. Ice-cold frankfurters. Chocolate-covered nuts. Chocolate-covered candy. And that new confession that's sweeping the country. Chocolate-covered tomato herring. (laughs) And while the girls of the ensemble are changing... No, wrong place. We have comic books. Jerk beef... But on with the subject, ladies and gentlemen, of American Railroads, as we present... Railroad Forum tonight. Railroad Forum tonight. The question, will smoking room conversation ever take the place of burlesque? Thank you. Thank you. You heard the question beautifully stated by Mr. Gallup. Now, let's have questions from the floor. Let's start with this gentleman here with the false eyelashes. Uh, young man, uh, you have a question, sir? Uh, Mr. Burl, I'm a nervous wreck. Every time a train goes through a tunnel, I wake up shaking. You can't sleep on a train? 
What train? I sleep in the tunnel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next question. This young man here in the aisle emptying a hot water bottle. A young man, what is your name? My name is Temptation. Temptation? Yeah, I was named after the song. Yes. The whole family's named after songs. We're music type people. Oh, I see, I see. My father's name is Annie Laurie. What's your mother's name? Old Black Joe. <laughs> Wait a minute. Isn't there anyone in your family that has a name that fits him? Oh, yeah, my baby brother. What's his name? Leaf Loop. All right, Temptation, have you got a problem? Well, I got a problem. I want to get married and I can't. Well, look, I... I... ain't got enough dough. No apartment. The girl's father hates me. Please, we're discussing railroads. Oh, so my problem ain't big enough. All I... I'm going to maybe stay a bachelor all my life, but that ain't a big enough problem for you. I never... I want to be like other guys. I want to get married. I want to have kids. But you... I want a little white bungalow in Kew Gardens with a rubber plant on a porch. Please. I want to hear little voices saying, da-da. I want to belong to the parent teachers as those Yeah, but look... What's the matter? <laughs> Did I have a little happiness? I did not. Oh, shut up, you homewrecker! <laughs> now, please. Please, let's not get emotional. Now, if you have a question, ask it. Okay. You want to buy a lady's home journal? <laughs> thank you, thank you. Next question. Let's hear what the women have to say. You, madam, in the first row, rendering a chicken. <laughs> What is your name, please? Tallulah Feeney. I'm a homemaker. I see. And you have a question concerning railroads? Yeah. How can I teach my husband manners on a train? He's sure a slob. Your husband has bad manners on a train? Bad? He's been thrown off cattle cars. No kidding. He gets confused on a train. Once he looked out the window and started yelling for him to stop. Why? He's seen a filling station. He thought he was on a bus. I see, I see, I see. What a jake. He waits until the train goes around caves. Then he starts shaving with that straight razor of his. Gosh. Last time he come back from the washroom holding his ear. It, it was cut? It was off. You have your troubles. Him and his crazy habits. On trains, he likes to sleep without pajamas. It's amazing. Well, what's amazing about sleeping without pajamas? On the observation platform? <laughs> I see. So does everybody else. <laughs> oh, oh. In the dining car, that's when he's really cute. In the, he's cute, eh? Yeah. At the table, he opens up a newspaper, takes off his shoes and stockings, and starts flexing his toes. His toes? Why? He's holding the paper with his hands, saying he's got to eat with something. Well, that's awful. He's some problem when you're traveling. Not anymore. Now when we have to go anywhere by train. Yes? I ship him ahead by freight. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. Thank you. Oh, Mr. Gallup. Yes? Uh, would you just say the word railroads? Very well. Railroads. What was that? Railroads. Oh. Speaking of railroads, an incident happened to me. You notice how clever we got into the subject again? That's how this program's constructed. Like a tight, tightly well-knit sib. But really, Mr. Gallup, just think. Just this week, I had an experience about meeting a train. It was one morning after breakfast. I was about to leave the house. And I'll never forget. Well, goodbye, dear. Goodbye, Milton. Goodbye, Junior. Junior, you be a good boy. You're kidding. <laughs> I know, I know. Gosh, I I'll be late for rehearsal. Who can this be? Come in. 
Telegram for Milton Boyle, dollar twenty collect, sign here. There. Here's the money. Oh, well, well, wait a minute, young man. Here's a tip. A nickel? Oh, goody. Now I won't have to swim home to Staten Island tonight. <laughs> Boy, you sure throw it around, don't you, sport? Quiet. Open the telegram, Milton. Who's it from? It was sent collect. Collect? That's Uncle Judas's pen name. Quiet now. Well, Junior's right. It's from Kansas City. It says, arriving on the Monarch at Grand Central Depot today. Please meet the train. Uncle Julius. Milton, today? Gee, I better rush down to Grand Central and meet him. I'll go with you, Pop. You know what happens to you in a crowd. What about me in a crowd? If you see more than four people in one place, you start doing your old vaudeville act. <laughs> Oh, stop it. I'm tired of passing through the crowd with that tambourine. Quiet. Come on, let's go. Come on. Train leaving New York on track five for Hackensack, Hoboken, Newark, and all points in New Jersey. Please let the bookies on first. Junior, Junior, let's find out what time the monarch gets in. Attention, coming in on track five, it's Super Chief, Broadway Limited, and the Lark. And here are the mutuals, 620 to win, 440. That's the fourth favorite to win today. Gosh, Uncle Julius may be in already. Hey, Pop, here's a timetable. Oh, good, Junior, let me read it. You read it? Yeah. But, Pop, it ain't all in capital letters. Give it to me. <laughs> Here it is. Trains from Kansas City to New York. Supermonic arrives 2.15. Wait. See footnote A. Mm, here's footnote A. Except Sundays, weekdays, and holidays. <laughs> oh, that's great. But here's another train, Pop. See the super, super monarch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Arrives 3 p.m. That must be... Wait. See footnote B. Footnote B. Oh, here it is. Footnote B. See footnote A. <laughs> This is awful. Well, here's another, Pop. The old reliable. Oh, the old reliable. That sounds like it. See footnote C. C. Discontinued as of January 1906. <laughs> Wait, this must be the one, Junior. The Labor Day special. Look at the footnote. Runs daily except Labor Day. <laughs> Wait, why don't we knocking ourselves out with a timetable? Here's an information booth. Uh, oh, oh, clerk. Next? Yes, uh, I'm next, clerk. Uh, what can I do for you, sir? Uh, clerk, my Uncle Julius is arriving from Kansas City on the Monarch. Can you tell me what time it gets in? Of course, sir. The Monarch is due at five thermos on a sea. He just left at the flight board because we realized that anything that we had, the beautiful air-cooled coid, the diesel coid, and as it rolls through the hills of Palestine, it leaves you with a kind of a coid that affords everybody a definite train. But uh, that's without a diner. Next. Wait a minute. I asked, what time does the mic... I told you. It's left Albatrace and Faith on the way to the Stormhead. And as we told you about the breed, there's only one paddock beam that's run back for the tree. You are the one that's holding the flounder. And please hold on to your stuff. Next. Oh, wait a minute. Now, please, please. My Uncle Julius from Kansas City... Mister, you're just like another man who was here the other day. He came up to me and he says, I would like to get a ticket to Strut and Watt back for Slammers. <laughs> Strut and Watt back for Slammers. <laughs> I said to him, what do I look like, a thief? Do I want to be back for Slammers? After all, it's only a thief. And would you believe it? Today, that man is dead. <laughs> yes? No, no, look, I just want to know what time the monarch comes in. This is ridiculous. Come on, Junior. This guy is nuts. Well, let me try it, Pop. Look, mister, 
What my father wants to know is, does the Corbel stop a spy my risen a drama climbing? Oh, the monarch from Kansas City. It just got in on track six. Thanks to Stylers. It's a battle plan. Class. Battle plan. Them late. Quiet. 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 The monarch's on track six. Uncle Julius is on it. Let's get on the train and search through every car. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Here, Junior, this is the monarch. Let's get on there. There, now we'll start from this end of the train and walk through. Looks empty, Pop. Uncle Julius must be in the next car. Come on. Wait a minute. Look, the, the train is moving. Come on, let's get off. No, you don't understand, Pop. This train isn't moving. It isn't? No, it's the train next to us that's moving. Optical illusion. I learned that in science class. Oh, no kidding. Oh, optical illusion. Gosh, Junior, sometimes you amaze Daddy. You're so intelligent. Well, let's go through the rest of the cars. Uncle Julius! Uncle Julius! <laughs> Junior, Uncle Julius has been here for two days. Where are you? Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City? Yeah, Pop's in jail. Jail? Yeah, when we got here, he wouldn't pay the fare. He kept yelling he wasn't a passenger. He was just an optical illusion. <laughs> Poor Daddy. What can we do for him? Well, he only asked one thing, Mom. Yes? He says when we come home, he wants Uncle Julius to meet the train. Head on. Well, thank you. That about winds up the and closes the lid for tonight. And on behalf, ladies and gentlemen of our cast, may I welcome the thousands of American Legion members who have gathered here in New York for their annual convention. In case any of you Legionnaires would wish to have some tickets to our broadcast, here's Mr. Peblum of NBC's guest relations staff who will tell you just how to get them. Mr. Peblum. Uh, Legionnaires, all you have to do is to apply to the nearest strongmate. Ask for Miss Tasselbaum, who will take very good care of your grain, always give you the tickets for Spain, Roman, and three for Sam. Simple, isn't it? Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. See you next Tuesday, same time, same station, the Milton Burrow Show. Due to the extreme heat in New York, Milton Burrow was taken suddenly ill after the early show tonight. Therefore, the preceding broadcast has come to you by transcription. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. And that's the Milton Burrow Show from August 26, 1947, a salute to the railroads. That was originally sponsored by Philip Morris Cigarettes, but Mike Costello skillfully removed all of the cigarette commercials because we don't want you to smoke. It's heard on NBC. Let's take a break. Then it's more here on the Hollywood 360 Radio Network. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari. Lisa Wolf is here as well. Lisa, it's time for a mystery, the Mole Mystery Theater. Let's go back to August 23rd, 1946 for The St. Louis Woman, starring Elspeth Eric. And now, the Mole Mystery Theater, presented by M-O-L-L-E. Mole, the heavier brushless shaving cream for tender skin. Good evening. This is Jeffrey Barnes, welcoming you to the Mole Mystery Theater, the program that presents the best in mystery and detective fiction. Tonight's story, St. Louis Lady by Irene Winston, is about 
three things. Summer heat, a woman, and a little black book. What is there about some women that makes men want to kill for them? And, and what kind of a man lists methodically in, in a little black book his victims, his expenses, and his net profits from their deaths? Add to this the kind of heat that pushes people into things they never meant to do, and you have St. Louis Lady by Irene Winston. And now for tonight's mole mystery, St. Louis Lady. Honest, it's so hot a person be better off dead. <laughs> for a price, I'd accommodate you, lady. Our scene, St. Louis. Summer heat and tempers at the boiling point. Somewhere in the slums, a baby cries. Somewhere a fight breaks out. A forerunner to a summons and a plea. Honest judge, it was so hot I kind of lost my temper. Only fools walk in this summer heat. Fools and men like Joe Higgins who have trains to catch to women they love. Hmm. Got half an hour before my train. Well, might as well get a beer. Uh, bring me a beer, will you, waiter? Yeah, got an extra one with me. Uh, here, take this thing. Uh, here you are. Anything else? Oh, yeah, ham sandwich. Uh, ham sandwich. Hi. You alone, too, Mr. Higgins? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mind if I sit with you? Uh, No. Want a drink, Smitty? Got one, thanks. <laughs> that sounds good. What does? My name. Smitty. Who? Hmm? The way they treat me around this town, you'd think I was a leper or something. <clears throat> that guy shouldn't drink in this heat. Why do you? I drink so I can take it when they call me stoolie. Oh, yeah. After that, I drink so I can remember when I was a big shot instead of broken down stool pigeon who'll sing at ten bucks the song. Oh, forget it. Somebody's got to do it. Sure, sure. And it's better than solitary, I tell myself. What's my life now? Little solitary. Except my cell takes in the whole town. We believe in what a little chick did. Yeah, Collins is dead. Read all about it. Now, Collins. We used to be partners back in the 20s. Hey, what you writing, Mr. Higgins? Oh, <laughs> writing down my expenses. I like to know where my money goes. I'm one guy who's not going to wind up broke. <laughs> the killer keeping the budget. That's a hot one. Don't call me that. Okay, okay. Don't get sore. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I ought to keep one, too. Item. Ten bucks for putting a finger on Big Al Connor. Say, what'd you get for knocking him off? Let's see that book. Give it back. Okay. New business. One hundred and fifty. And I only got ten bucks for the tip. Lower your voice. That included his wife. You get her, too? Yeah, yeah. I didn't like the idea of working on a woman. If you didn't do it, they'd get someone else for the job. There's always someone else. Yeah, sure. What are you going to do with the money? Well, less $15 expenses for two days. I have exactly one thirty-five left. My girl saw a wristwatch. Well, there. well, well, if it isn't the little man. Hello, Killer Joe. Beat it, Stooley. I want to talk to Joe. Okay, okay. 
Goodbye, Mr. Higgins. It sure was nice talking to you. You'll recognize me. Don't you, Killer Joe? Don't call me that. I got nothing to say to you. Maybe I ought to introduce myself anyhow. Seeing as how you subbed for me for a while. George Larson at your service. Oh, waiter. My check. How's Jessie? You leave her name out of this. Think I'd bother talking to you if it wasn't for Jessie? She's going to be my wife. You could kind of say that she was my girl for a while. Boy, you could... Uh, here's your check, you dollar fifty. Uh, this is on me. Here you are, waiter. Keep a change. Oh, thanks. That's the least I could do for you, Joe. After you looking out for Jesse, for me. Are you going to catch the milk train? Won't answer, huh? Well, I'll walk to the station with you. Oh, boy. I thought it was hot in there, but it's worse out here on the street. Stop whistling that. It gets on my nerves. Why, that's Jesse's favorite song, isn't it? <laughs> Take your time. The train isn't due for five minutes. We won't miss it. We? Sure. I'm going into your one-horse town just long enough to pick Jesse up. You leave her alone or I'll kill you. <laughs> You're just the guy who can do it, too, Killer Joe. <laughs> I thought I had it bad. She sure got you tied to her apron strings. Well, there she comes. As soon as we get there, I'll check into a hotel, get a shave and a shower, and then I'll pick Jesse up. Jesse wants to, I'll marry her. How would you support her? You never did a day's work in your life. So what? See this roll? I got plenty of money. Oh, yeah? The evening papers say that a gas station was held up. Yeah, yeah, there's been a terrific crime wave around this town. Listen, Killer Joe, if you're thinking of singing, remember, with the police, you've got to have proof. With Jesse, it's your word against mine. Besides, I got a hunch she don't know what you've been up to. Look, Larson, to me, one killing's just like another. You leave Jesse alone or I'll kill you. I swear it. Let's take a break from the Mole Mystery Theater. We'll return in a moment. Are you a fan of classic radio? Shows like Abbott and Costello. What's the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. Well, the... Gunsmoke. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Inner Sanctum. This is your host to welcome you in through the squeaking door. Fibber McGee and Molly. What day is this? Oh, no, let me see. This, dearie, is our 15th wedding anniversary. And many more. As a thank you for listening to this show, we want to give you 10 of the best classic radio shows of all time absolutely free. Just log on to Hollywood360radio.com to get them today. You'll receive complete episodes of Sam Spade, Escape, Fibber McGee and Molly, Suspense, Abbott and Costello, Inner Sanctum, X-1, Gunsmoke, Our Miss Brooks, and Lights Out. Just log on to hollywood 360 radio and receive your 10 free classic radio shows today. That's Hollywood360radio.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Now let's get back to the Mole Mystery Theater. This watch here in the window, Mr. Higgins? Uh-huh. That's $130, including the tax, but it's a beauty. I'll take it. Wrap it up. Jesse will love it. Oh, 
what she likes at the boarding house. Oh, fine, fine. Wrap it up special like, will you? I'll tie it up with white ribbon. Oh, on a day like this, the person should live in the bathtub. Hey, oh, Mr. Higgins, I know your girl's going to be surprised. I'll be with you in a minute, sir. Oh, take your time. What? Well, hello again, Killer Joe. Buying Jesse going away present. None of your... Here's the money, miss. Goodbye. <laughs> Java? Well, he's still sore at me, I guess. I never saw Mr. Higgins lose his temper before. You know him well? Sure, I know him. He's, uh, well, sort of a cousin, you might say. Oh, well, a family fight. I guess everybody has them. Uh, what can I show you? Something that'll knock a lady's eyes out. No, no. Why should I see? I'm better off with us. I can't talk to you. Goodbye. Darling Joe, darling. What's the matter? Uh, who were you talking to? It wasn't important. It was... Oh, never mind. Did you miss me? Of course, darling. It's been two days, Jesse. What'd you do when I was gone? <laughs> Don't laugh at me. No. I stayed in the bathtub. It was so hot. <laughs> For two days? <laughs> well, I got out to eat. <laughs> Honest Joe, this town was like a furnace. Must have been awful upstate. Well, to tell you the truth, Jesse, I was so busy I didn't even notice the weather. Well, anyhow, it's a shame you had to work in this heat. Uh, close your eyes, Jesse. Oh, darling, not another press. Close your eyes and open your hand. There. What is it? Open it and see. Oh, all tied up with white ribbons. Yeah. <laughs> Someday I want you all tied up with white ribbons, Joe. <laughs> That's for nothing. Oh, it's so pretty. I hate to untie it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> it's the watch. <gasps> oh, Joe. Like it? It's the watch. Uh, shall I answer it, Jesse? No. No, let it ring. I don't want to talk to anybody else now that you're home. Honest, Jesse. Do you really miss me? Of course I did. Look how pretty the watch looks, Joe. Joe. Yes, Jesse. Ask me what time it is. Go on, ask me what time it is. Joe, it's a new record. What's the matter with you tonight, Joe? So restless. I don't know. Do you have to play that song? But it's my favorite. Joe, all through dinner you kept looking out the window and you hardly ate a thing. It's too hot to eat. Well, if you just sit quiet, you wouldn't mind it so much. There's a nice breeze here on the porch. Why do you keep looking up and down the street? You expecting something? No, no, I... Let's go down to the inn for a drink, Jesse. Why? If you want a drink, I can get you one here. Well, I, I, I just feel kind of sociable tonight. I... Come on, Jesse, it'll do us good to get out for a while. 
All right, Joe. Think you're crazy to go out in the heat. I'll get my hat. We won't stay long. Oh, the the telephone, Jesse. I'll get it as long as I'm here. All right, Joe, I'm ready if you want. Want to walk or should we take the car? May as well drive. It'll be cooler. Was... Was that phone call important, Jesse? Why, no, Joe. At least I don't think so. Oh, this is nice, Joe. I forgot Pop Kelly had the in-air condition. Yeah. Oh, wave to Pop, will you? He's been trying to catch your eye. Where is he? Honest, I'm so nearsighted lately, I'm going to have to get glasses. But you can see Larson, can't you, Jesse? I didn't want to come to the inn tonight, Joe. You can't leave me, Jesse. I didn't want to come to the inn tonight. That's right, I didn't. He called you, didn't he? That was him on the phone. Yes. Are you afraid of him, Jesse? Afraid? You, you told me once that he beat you. Oh, I'm not afraid of that anymore. I'll never do that again. Then what are you afraid of? Me. What? That's why I didn't want to come to you. What can I do, Jesse? I'll do anything for you, only don't leave me. He's no good. He's a cheap crook. Let's go home. Joe, I have to talk to him. I'm afraid now. Don't you see, Joe? If I come back after, I'll never leave you again. Not even for a little while. Don't you see? He's always been with us, hasn't he? I could feel him around all the time, pushing, crowding me out, watching me. I'm sorry, Joe. Let me go for an hour. All right, Jesse. I'll stay here. As soon as I leave here, he'll follow me. Nobody will know, Joe. Yeah. Nobody but me. All right, Jesse. I'll meet you at the boarding house in an hour. Thank you, Joe. Uh huh. This way we'll know once and for all. Yeah, we'll know. Oh, uh, hello, Mr. Higgins. Huh? Oh, hello, Pop. How are you? <laughs> like any fat man when it's hot. Oh, sit down and have a drink with me, huh? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> hey, had a spat with Jessie? Huh? Yeah, I thought I saw you come in together. Oh, she... <laughs> she, she thinks maybe she didn't disconnect her electric iron. <laughs> Women. Yeah. Hey, uh, you uh, doing well, Pop? Business couldn't be better. I ain't seen you around for a while. You been away? Yeah, yeah, business trip upstate. Mm-hmm. Well, I see by the papers where a couple of convicts escaped and a couple of them got hung. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like old times reading about Big Al Connors again. Did it? Yeah. Never thought anybody get Big Al. He was the big shot. Well, but times have changed, I guess, since I was a kid in Chicago. Maybe not so much as you think. Huh? Well, I mean, with all this robbery going on, aren't you afraid you'll get held up? Wish I would. Could use a little excitement. Paper tonight made me feel old. Oh, maybe... Maybe these gangsters are heading this way. You'd be a natural for them to stick up. Well, it could be. Hey, you ought to get a gun, Pop. Huh? A uh, gun. I teach you how to use it. <laughs> oh, the size of you teaching me. <laughs> I told you once I live in Chicago. <laughs> 
Oh, sorry, Mr. Higgins. I didn't mean to make any cracks about your size. That's all right. And thanks for worrying about me. I can handle anything, old as I am and fat as I am. Yes, yeah, this, uh, <laughs> this ought to cover my bill. Huh? Are you leaving now? I thought you was going to wait for Jesse. I'm not going to wait. Not anymore. Come into the house, anyhow. All right. Don't worry, honey. I can handle them. Don't fight, please. Close the door. Joe, I... You don't have to tell me anything, Jesse. I can tell by looking at you. I'm sorry, Joe. I guess I knew it all the time. <laughs> well, as long as we know where we stand, let... Let's all have a drink. Thank you, Joe. I'll get some ice. If, uh, if I'd have known how you'd finally take it, Joe, I wouldn't have needled you. Don't forget it. It's uh, it's like this Jessie is a... She's a part of me like I'm a part of her. We're no good with anyone else. I said forget it. George. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to smoke? No, thanks. Put a lot of ice in the glasses. There you are. Thanks. Joe? Thanks. Well, is. Here's to you, Larson. The rest of your natural life. You know, I've seen things like this in the movies. When people are in the same fix we're in, they have a drink together. I always wondered what they felt. What do you feel, Jesse? Well, that's what's so funny. I don't feel anything. I'm... I'm sorry I didn't stay away the full hour like I promised, Jesse, but I... I got to talking to Pop Kelly, and a guy can take just so much Pop Kelly. He's the fat old guy who runs the bar? Yeah, yeah, crazy fool. Oh, how come? Oh, he forgets he's not as young and as strong as he was, and ever since the summer folks have been coming around, business has been booming. You remember, Jesse, when my uncle was sick and we needed money in a hurry after the banks were closed? Remember how much he had in his pocket? Joe, what are you what trying the... to do to us? Oh, now, don't worry, honey. I told you I'd go straight, didn't I? I thought you wished us luck. Telling George about Pop's money, that's rotten. You're trying to... Oh, take it easy, honey. I promised you I'd go straight, didn't I? Listen, let's get out of this town right away. Will that make you feel better? There's no train until morning. Well, come on down to the inn with me, then, if you don't trust me. She's not leaving this house tonight. What? Well, I... I have to live here after Jesse leaves, and I don't want the whole town to know about it. I'm sorry, Joe. I didn't think. Now, Joe's right. I'll meet you at the station in the morning. I don't like to leave you alone with him. Don't be silly. There's a house full of people. I'll go to the door with you. Okay, honey. Right. Oh, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Joe, for taking it like this. Don't thank me. I, I know just how you feel about him. Do you? Sure. Exactly how I feel about you. Oh. You'll forget in time, Joe. Did you forget him? Maybe there wasn't enough time. Maybe if he had waited longer... Well, I'll have time to wait, Jesse. I'll have time. Oh, I wish you'd... Better go upstairs. I, I don't want to talk now. All right. Night, Joe. Ten thirty. Plenty of time. Time to wait. Yeah. 
to wait and see Larson get his neck stretched. Time to wait? It'll work. I know it will. I'll see him hang yet. <laughs> there it is. Hello, operator. This is Joe Higgins on Fairview Road. Send the constable here right away. Joe, there's someone at the door. Yeah, yeah, I'll get it. Back so soon? Where's Jesse? Jesse! Couldn't wait until morning, could you? I got a car to take us to the next town to catch the train there. Jesse, hurry up. I'll be ready in a minute. Who do you think you're kidding, Larson? You think I'm going to let you get away with this? You're crazy. Out of my way, Runt. Ready, Jesse? Yes. Come on, then. Jesse, you upstairs again. He's nothing but a cheap crook. I'm sorry, Joe. All right, then. Go with him. Go on. You're nothing but a dirty little... I try to be nice to you, but all you can understand is a beating. Well, he'll beat you when you aren't running away from the police. Come on, Jesse. Come on in. Uh, door's unlocked. I got your call, Mr. Higgins. What's up? Oh, Steve, uh, there's the man who held up Pop Kelly. Why, you Easy, pod. Now, use this gun. Let me take the quiet. I'll stick out your wrist. That'll hold you. Okay. Oh, what a sucker I was. I played right into your hands, didn't I? Wait till you hear what a sucker you are, little man. Huh? Yeah? Wait till you hear. Pop Kelly died at the hospital. What? Yeah, you're facing a murder rap, son. Oh, no. <laughs> I told you I'd kill you, didn't I, Larson? I told you to stay away from Jesse or I'd kill you. This only happened a half an hour ago, Mr. Higgins. How'd you know? He knew. He knew before it happened. You ready, lady? What do you want with her? Couldn't stop him, Joe. So I went with him. What? No. No, it couldn't be. You, you couldn't have left the house without my seeing you. I went down the back stairs, Joe. Couldn't stop him, so I had to go with him. I'll always go with him. But, but it's a murderer. Jesse, you... Sure. And she'll go with me to the chair, too. You figured on getting me, Joe, but you never figured on getting Jesse, too. Ah, rain. Well, it's about time. How about to cool us off? We'll cool off, all right, but Joe won't. He'll burn hotter than we will. Jesse, I'll swear you didn't leave the house. That's no use, Mr. Higgins. Pop Kelly identified them both. Jesse! You did what you had to do, Joe. And he's not through yet. How are you, Joe? What more can he do? A lot more. I'll explain, Jesse. Let me explain. You wanted pretty things. And how do you think he got them for you? He killed for you. Oh, no. That watch you're wearing, he got that for knocking off Big Al Connors and his wife. But he Oh, never... he did it legally. Don't worry about that. Legally? Sure. Didn't you know? He's the public executioner. What? Yes, the state hangman. Push your button, drop a body. That's your joke. Oh, I can't. I... Maybe I ought to thank you, killer Joe. After all, you're going to make sure that Jesse and me spend the rest of our lives together. Oh, leave him alone. Why? Why? If he had it all figured out, he'd get me. It was his idea to kill leave me. Leave him alone. Poor Joe. How do you think he'll feel when it's my turn to die? And now this is Jeffrey Barnes bringing down the final curtain on tonight's presentation of St. Louis Lady. Be sure to join us next week when we present Nightmare by your favorite mystery author, 
William Irish. Music for the Mole Mystery Theater is by Jack Miller. St. Louis Lady was written by Irene Winston. Elspeth Eric, Gilbert Mack, and Frank Lovejoy were featured in tonight's program. This is Dan Seymour saying goodnight until next Friday at this same time when the Mystery Theater presents Nightmare. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. And that's the Mole Mystery Theater from August 23rd, 1946, with a St. Louis woman starring Elspeth Eric as heard on NBC. Let's take a break. Then it's more on the Hollywood 360 Radio Network. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Are you a fan of classic radio? Shows like Abbott and Costello. What's the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. Gunsmoke. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Inner Sanctum. This is your host to welcome you in through the squeaking door. Fibber McGee and Molly. What day is this? Oh, no, let me see. This, dearie, is our 15th wedding anniversary. And many more. As a thank you for listening to this show, we want to give you 10 of the best classic radio shows of all time absolutely free. Just log on to Hollywood360radio.com to get them today. You'll receive complete episodes of Sam Spade, Escape, Fibber McGee and Molly, Suspense, Abbott and Costello, Inner Sanctum, X-1, Gunsmoke, Our Miss Brooks, and Lights Out. Just log on to Hollywood360radio.com. And receive your 10 free classic radio shows today. That's Hollywood360radio.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Lisa, I want to remind our listeners that they could send in a picture of their cat and themselves to us here at Cat's Pride Photo at gmail.com to win a year's supply of Cat's Pride Kitty Litter, right? Yes, we're excited to have that drawing, and we love to have one person as a winner of an entire year's supply of Cat's Pride. So it's a great prize, especially for anybody who has a cat, knows a cat, or would like to have a cat. Right. Dan Jaffe, the CEO of Cat's Pride, comes in here every single month and gives away a year's supply of Cat's Pride kitty litter. So you have a great chance of winning, folks. Send in a picture of you and your cat, your name, your cat's name, your city and state. Email it to Cat's Pride Photo at gmail.com, and you'll see the pictures that you send in on our Facebook page, right? Right. Just go to Facebook and check out Hollywood360radio.com. All right, next time, it's Jeff Regan Investigator, the Jack Benny Program, Box 13, The Adventures of Sam Spade Detective, My Friend Irma, and Suspense. From my co-host Lisa Wolf, executive producer Mike Costella, engineer Sam Wolf, Vince and Chris Lombardi, my crabby brother Vince Amari, Adam West and me, Carl Amari, Thank you all very much for tuning in. Stay safe out there. We'll see you next time. To learn more about Hollywood 360 or to contact us, visit our website at Hollywood360radio.com. Adam West speaking. 